Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6992. Don Lule Homes. Stand by for the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Stahl Show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you joined us this morning. Today's special guest is my buddy, Kirk Charlton. Did I get it right, finally? Yes, Charlton. Yes, All right. Kirk. How you doing, yes. Kirk? Great, yeah. great. You've been here a couple of times in the past, and uh, we always like having you back. You've got a voice for radio. Anybody ever tell you that? Well, you told me that I got a uh, face for radio. Well, and- you and me both. <laughs> Speaking of faces for radio, you're, what are you drawing over there already? You're already starting in drawing on me. I'm drawing your face, yeah. Well, why would you want uh, to do that? Because uh, I thought I would make up for not bringing your chair <laughs> <laughs> or something. You know, I, I thought it would make me more comfortable or something. All right. Um, now, are you going to put a body on there? Can you make me lose about 20 pounds there? Sure. I always... Uh, make it 30 pounds. 30 pounds. All right, 50 pounds. What are we talking about here? Okay, we wanted to make it look like you, Terry. There you go. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. So, how you been? Really good. Uh, super busy. I have a busy month this month. I have a show in Portland that's some drawings that I did displayed at uh, ADX. Why don't you get a little bit close to that microphone? Sure. There you go. Okay. And uh, so there's about 200 drawings that I did. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of overwhelming for me included because they usually have just paintings up on the wall. And so... Are these are these drawings that you do? Are they, are they in color at all, or are they just are they black and white? What what are they? Right. So it's my achromatic show, meaning no no color, no paintings. Okay. No no uh, no color paintings. Um, so I just had a I just have a bunch of drawings that I've sketched and quickly done. Some are you know I spent more time on it, but none of them are framed. I did hang a couple of them uh, with frames. I don't like framing for some reason, but they uh, and there's just too many to frame. So. Sure. Sure. But just random, you know, just out of my head, you know. I like to draw from my imagination. So when when you're when you're drawing, do you like drive around? And all of a sudden, you see something, and go, you know what? I think I'll draw that. You know, I purposely don't do that. I uh, there's Why? there's three different ways to draw. You can look at something and draw it. You know, you can duplicate it. Uh, another way, and that's fine. Uh, uh, another way to draw is to look at something and later on think about it and then have it in your head and then and then put it on the paper but i purposely like to draw from just my imagination and not not that it's super cool or anything but i just want to uh create something that nobody's seen and uh and i haven't really seen it until you know until i think about it you know how i draw i cheat do you yeah i take a picture of something i stick it on a book and say i drew that oh you did Mm -hmm. yeah that's how you do it Okay. And people say, boy, you're either good or I don't buy that for a minute. <laughs> it's usually what I get. 
Hey, Kirk, before we get into uh, the thing, let's do a little bit of a recap on, on who you are and, and what you're all about and stuff. Um, yes, sir. You spent some time incarcerated. You yes. spent 25 years? Total, yeah. How old are you? I am 59. Okay, so you spent almost half of your life incarcerated. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. When did you first, how old were you when you first got incarcerated? Well, I first went in when I was 18. Okay. And then I went into the Navy, and then I went to... Uh, was your Navy experience enjoyable? Did you enjoy the Navy? I really did. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here, but I, I went in as an E1 and came out at E-11, I think, because <laughs> uh, I got in trouble there, too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, did a little brig time, as a matter of fact. So Now, let me ask you this question. Now, I said it. No, this was coming. Uh, brig time opposed to prison time. Which one's worse? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, my brig time was, was 60 days. I got out in 55 for having for good time yeah, uh, yeah. i got five days good time so and so you know and then my prison time was much longer okay. uh, i'd where, rather where were you in prison i've done time in new york california and oregon okay now again i don't want to sound like a smart ass but which one was the most enjoyable out of, if you had to pick one <laughs> i would say the oregon system is is probably the most enjoyable because um, it, because of why because it's the easiest one or, or is it not, yeah, not as strict or yeah, it's easier to do time. Uh, my family was uh, you that know, helps. in Oregon, and uh, so I would get some visits and that kind of thing. But, yeah, New York was not fun. Um, Where, whereabouts in New York? What prison? Denimore in upstate. Denimore, okay. Clinton. So, okay. How long were you there? I was just there for 20 months. Okay. 19, 20 months, I think it was. So, And then you went to California prisons? Then I went into the Navy uh, because back then they would allow— a guy to sort of fit. I would have done more time actually in Denimora if I didn't have this. It was my first time being in trouble. So back then you had this option where you could, you know, go into the service instead of going to prison type thing. So they don't do Are that. Still, why don't they do that anymore? Because I don't know. I think it's because they don't want, they want a better, uh, a Navy guy, you know, they want a better recruit, you know, why they don't want to necessarily i know it's it seems i don't, uh, I don't think that's i don't know yeah i would have yeah i think that's uh maybe not right but uh the uh yeah it was definitely uh experience the navy and then i came to oregon did some time in oregon um and then i went to the feds um uh, federal system and that's when i went to california so where, where in california was that I was at Atwater, uh, USB I know Atwater. At, I know that's up by. Uh, don't tell me that's that's by not not by Yosemite. Yeah, that's up Vacaville area. Yep. Well, uh, so Madeira is is yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah. Merced. Yeah. That kind of thing. So. How long were you in California? Vine. Okay, so I was there uh, for five years in that in that uh, at USP Atwater, and then I finished off my Fed time at Sheridan here in Oregon. So. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You, you've served 25 years total. I'm not going to ask you about the crimes. It's nobody's business. But what was the reason you went to prison? I don't want to know the details of the crime, but what was it that, that you went to prison? Uh, the crime was robbery. Okay. Yeah. And then right. the fed time was ex-con felon possession. Okay. So. so picture this. You're standing. Don't draw this picture. Just picture this. <laughs> You're standing in front of a classroom with junior high, high school kids, and you've seen the, the shows Scared Straight. You know what that's all about. Yes. Okay. So what are you going to tell them? What are you going to tell them so that they won't end up doing 25 years in prison someplace? 
What's your message to the kids? Well, uh, a quick message would would be, uh, first of all, I'm not going to yell and scream at them because I don't think that... Uh, well, you've got an intimidating voice as it is right now. Well, I don't know. So you know. could just threaten them. But I look, I don't look intimidating. Well, right? you know what? Turn off the lights and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I just don't believe in that scream. When I was a kid and somebody screamed and yelled at me, it just made me... Want to fire back? Yeah, you yeah. know, or you know, because you know they can't put their hands on you. They can't uh, really take you to, to your to their cell uh, for the for a period of time or whatever. So um, yeah, I would think I would just not listen. But uh, you know, some it, it does do good for some kids. But so I wouldn't yell at them. But I would say that if what you is have your a, message? What's the message you're going to tell them? I would say that if you have a drug problem, that that is the genesis of, of the problems that you're having uh, in life. So that that is the, the key thing that we need to deal with. And uh, until then, I really think uh, there's a lot of programs that, that will, you know, try to encourage you to, to straighten up, but you still have the drug problem. So uh, I think that's, you know, that's where you got to start. So are you going to, are you going to share any of your experiences with them behind the bars and tell them what it's like in prison? Well, like, yeah. Uh, I could, to maybe scare them that way as well? Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe I, not scare them as much. As, well, yeah, you really do want to scare them. You want to do scare them straight to say, hey, look, this is, this is not fun here. Yeah, if it was if they told me to the hey Kirk, forget about all the other stuff, just scare them straight. Yeah, I guess I could go into the fact that uh, you know I've seen a lot of bad things and yeah. et cetera. So part of my exhibit in Portland right now is uh, is some of my prison drawings. I call it the, my MPE, my personal experience. It's getting a lot of hype, I guess. I mean, people uh, look at it and they they seem to be. Uh, intrigued and you know it, it is interesting some of the drawings that i did were kind of funny but a lot of them were actual really bad bad things that happened so uh, but nothing's uh, fabricated and it's all uh, genuine so in 25 years being incarcerated you must have seen a lot of unpleasant things happen sure do they still bother you you've been out for how many years you've been out now two years i'm looking for a some wood to knock. Well, out, you don't need to knock because you're doing <laughs> awesome already. We I already am. know you're doing awesome. So you've been out for a couple of years. I'm now. happy. Do you do you think about the unpleasant things that you've seen over the years? I do. You know, I it's not like I ruminate about them at night. And, you know, it's always uh, present. But I do like to use uh, those those you know those memories as uh, as a way to say, hey, Kirk. You know, one of my drawings, I I saw a guy. My neighbor got killed, so um, and I saw it kind of happen. And I remember I was going to go out and stretch in the morning. Every morning I got up, went out and stretched and exercised a little bit. So and it was right in front of the my neighbor's house. So, but I went back into my room when all this was going down because you know I wasn't I don't know I wasn't part of that group. You know, it's it's a big no no to get involved where you're not supposed to be. So kind of heard it go down and et cetera. But after that, I just went out and stretched, and and then I kind of saw the uh, you know, the Aftermath. leftovers, right? Yeah, <clears throat> sort of thing. So, but I remember uh, writing the drawing that I did uh, after I went back into my room because, uh, you know, the, the cops were coming and, and uh, medical and all that stuff. Uh, I, I drew in my, in my picture that, uh, that I didn't belong here, you know, and, and I, and I, I just remember uh, saying to myself that, uh, you know, this is not me. You know, and this is, this is, uh, you know, I'm here because of something I did, but it's not me. Does that answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've known you for 
almost a year now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I've learned to dislike you a lot. Oh, that's um, too bad. Because oh, I like you. I'm messing with you. You know that. Um, but I'm really proud of the fact that you're not going to go back in, are you? No. You're done. Yeah. You're not going to go back in. Yeah. Okay. You said that robbery was your was your was your crutch. I guess we could say. Do you ever think about maybe doing that again, or are you done? Because you and I have talked on the phone quite extensively. Yes, sir. Yeah. And and. Every time I hang up, I thought, you know what? This guy's got it together. He's got it together. You're not going to go back because I'm not going to come visit you if you do. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> at, um, you won't have to. So uh, I'm clean and sober. Yeah. Uh, and so that's. You feel good about that? Yeah, I feel great about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I can't say that I haven't had been tempted and had some issues there. Uh, sure. You know, and, and one thing that bothers me is that, you know, I've, I've lost a little bit of weight, right? And I have this, uh, I have a stomach problem anyway. I won't go into that. But, and some people have suggested that I was using again and stuff like that. And I, it just really upsets me, you know. To, do you to, have uh, to, do you have to report to anybody at this point? Sure. Yep. You, what, a parole officer? Yes, sir. How often do you have to report to your parole officer? Well, uh, it's been it's been hit and miss a little bit with uh, the the COVID, um, sure. but uh, I I report once a month and take a UA and uh, a urinalysis. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. well, good for yeah. you. We are we are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to kind of get off this subject, and I want to talk about what you're doing now. You've got some great drawings out there, and you're you're showing them all over the place, and uh, we'll uh, we'll check that out. Okay, great. Uh, we're going to take a short break right now. When we come back, more with today's special guest, my buddy, Kirk, Kirk Charlton. I'm going to put a K there. <laughs> Charlton, uh, you're listening to The Terry Saul Show on 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. More in just a moment. Stick around. We've got a great show ahead of you today. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. Get the very best coverage with State Farm agent Teresa Lule in Salem. State Farm keeps you and your family covered with great auto insurance. That's also a great value. Visit online at TeresaLule.com or on Facebook. Better yet, stop in the offices at 890 Commercial Street Southeast in Salem or call 503-378-1100. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. Welcome back to The Terry Saul Weekend Show. We were talking with my buddy Kirk Charlton. And when you were talking just a minute ago, you spent 25 years um, incarcerated. Um, how did your family deal with that? You have, you have a daughter, if I remember right, right? Yes. Okay. yes how did your Sophie. family deal with that? You know, how, how do you deal with it, I guess. But I think that, that they uh, did exceptionally well. I think they, uh, after the first initial shock, my family here in Oregon was not with me in New York. So, but, you know, after the initial shock, you know, you just kind of get, you know, after 10 years or five years, 10 years and 15 and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, uh, they get uh, acclimated to, to uh, 
their brother or son being in prison. How are they doing now? Well, my mom's gone, and and they're, they've just been super supportive. Were you in prison when she was gone, when she passed? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Do they so. do they allow anything for that? Do they let you attend a funeral or anything like that? Or? Well, one of my drawings, one of my, my personal experience drawings that's uh, in my show, uh, I I do a, a triptych, uh, a three-part three uh, drawing of when I saw my mom in the courtroom when I was being sentenced, she was coughing. And I, and I was wondering why she was coughing because she doesn't smoke and she was just coughing terribly. So the next time I saw my mom, she had no hair and then she was visiting me in the visiting room and she was pretty sick. And then a few weeks later, the, we were on lockdown and the chaplain came up to my cell and, and asked me if I was Kirk Charlton. I said, yes. And he said, your mom died. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. And then, so as far as uh, kind of your funeral range, you know, as far as going to the funeral and stuff, it would, I think it costs like $8,000 to go actually go to the funeral because they have to get certain uh, staff and guards to bring me there. And then I, and we, we even considered uh, maybe doing that, but uh, I was not able, I would not have been able to see anybody. It would just be me, uh, the open casket, which my mom was cremated. So, and nobody else, uh, but a couple of guards, you know, but I think we were the first one to requ to ask request for a uh, video, be, uh, you know, they videoed the, the funeral and then they sent it in. And then I saw the funeral uh, at OSP afterwards. So. We've, that's what we do with my mom. We videotaped the funeral and for about a year, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. And now tomorrow is her birthday. Oh, and wow. so I watch it every year on her birthday, and it brings back wonderful memories because she was totally bizarre, and it brings back these wonderful memories and stuff. And so, it, you know, do you have the video still? Uh, I think my dad has it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my mom's birthday, I was going to say my mom's birthday was just uh, a few weeks ago. So Okay. All right. Um, now, do you have any, any siblings, any brothers and sisters? I have Jade, Chad, and Ross. And Jade... Wait, Jade Jade Jed Ross? Yeah, Jade Jed Ross. That's one <laughs> one person. No. Jade is my sister. Chad is my younger brother. He just had a stroke, which hmm. has just been kind of really tough. So I don't want to get all emotional about it. But um, And then my younger brother, Ross, is a great, great kid. Yeah, doing well. They're all, all right. doing great. Now, how's Sophie doing? Thanks I'm, I'm going to get you to tears. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to get yeah, you to I know, tears. Yeah, right. Well, Sophie is, uh, they just bought a house, man. Her and, she's uh, back east, right? She's in, in Minnesota. Cincinnati, right. Cincinnati, Good I'm memory, sorry. Yeah. So they just bought a house. They're moving in on the 14th, which she is just a got couple married. days. She's not married. Okay. You know, so. Uh, Have you met him yet? I love this kid, man. Will. I mean, he's just, uh, he's a really, if you if you could imagine your daughter with anybody. Uh, he'd be the one. He'd be the one. Yeah. I mean, he really is. Uh, so now you're getting me emotional again. That's so. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, thanks, Terry. <laughs> uh, but um, but Sophie's doing okay? She's doing great. She just got a job at Kentucky College. I'm trying to think of Cincinnati's right across the river. So. Right, right. And she likes it. Uh, she was working for the Chamber of Commerce for a while, didn't like it. Uh, so she's doing well. And do you get back to Cincinnati often? I'm going to go there here in a few weeks Good. and stay there for a couple of weeks and Good. help out around the new home so yeah yeah so. wait to become a granddaddy yeah your whole life changes my friend your whole life changes yeah yeah i've got a little uh, five-year-old and a little three-year-old two-year-old i'm sorry and when they look at you and say i love you grandpa oh gosh then you know you're going to baskin robbins 
go to basket <laughs> ice cream that's or, it. or wherever wherever she yeah. wants to go yeah that's what she does right well that's good so your family um we've got about two and a half minutes left here uh in this segment your family has stayed pretty supported uh for you yes i mean i you know there's there's a lot of things that go on there and i think they 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 are doing what they what needs to be done you know i i don't have to you know, the first time I got out, oh, wow, lots of support for Kirk, and then you blow it. Then the second time, then third time. So it's it's at an even, uh, it's yeah. it's cool. It's cool. I don't need much. I'm so happy to be, I'm so grateful So yeah. to be out. Do they, do they ever at any point say, hey, you know what, knock it off. Come on now. Did you ever get that speech? Oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the scared straight thing uh, we were talking about earlier. It's, I don't know. I never, I never, uh, you know, I, I you know, somebody did tell me one time, hey, Kirk, why don't you just quit uh, doing drugs? And I thought, that's an idea. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I never thought of that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a little harder than, than you might think. Yeah. So, well, that's uh, good. But the program, you know, I got the this program that I'm... That I'm uh, yeah, we've only got about a minute left. So go ahead and tell me a little bit about it, and then we're going to get into it heavy on the next segment. It's called the Inside Out. Art Inside Out. Art Inside Out. Yeah. Okay, with one minute left to go, what is it all about? Yes, sir. Um, and then I was going to say that my family's really excited about that, you know. Uh, okay. Um, and the fact that I'm, you know, making that happen. So uh, Art Inside Out is a program that I uh, created. Uh, I'm the inventor, the uh, creator, and the big kahuna of the, of the program. I'm Hawaiian, so it is a program that is... Uh, that is uh, an amazing, effective program that, that that has helped a lot of guys that are incarcerated, and we hope to help a lot of people out here. We have five components. We do, we we have a, a component for kids, the elderly, um, DOC guys that like like Terry, uh, executive type uh, folks uh, yeah, right. that need help too, right? Yeah. So. And then we also do the drug and alcohol recovery uh, programs that I've been flying to Minnesota to do that at Avenues Recoveries. All right. We need to take a short break. When we come back more with today's special guest, today's show is being brought to you, of course, by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Back in just a moment. Stick around. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, if so, I encourage you to do what I do. Head down to Lule's Car Connection. Lule's has been selling quality vehicles for over 30 years. Lule's brokers any new vehicle selling within dealer invoice. Hey, check this out. Lule's has financing with most major lenders and credit unions. So do what I do. Stop by Lule's Car Connection located at 2055 Mission Street in Salem and tell them Saltissimo sent you. Lule's Car Connection. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry. Two, one, you're on. Stay tuned for The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. We are back. This is the Terry Saul Weekend Show on Salem's original station, 104.3 FM, 1220 AM KSLM. Today we're talking to my buddy, Kirk Charlton. You're drawing. Who are you drawing? That's me. 
your drawing. Yeah, I was going to do a character drawing uh, of you. I, Why? Uh, because you're a character. <laughs> oh, and, oh. And I forgot there your you share. go. There you go. Where does it say on the pamphlet, come in here and take a shot at me? I don't see that anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's continue with this art inside out. What is art inside out? We started a little bit on the last segment. Tell me about it. Yes. So I invented this program when I was incarcerated, and, and I'm not boasting at all, but it's an anomaly to have a program in, initiated by a, by a, an inmate and actually be implemented at the institution that, that he's incarcerated at. So, you know, I had a lot, I was, you know, vetted and scrutinized and I went to meetings and meetings and meetings and, and uh, yeah, so they found it, the program to be effective. Uh, we have an evidence-based study that's almost complete here it should be a couple weeks from now I, I believe but the testimony and stuff that I got from from the participants are amazing so what we do is we do three things in art and inside out Terry we do we do art we have uh, art lessons we have uh, we talk about art history famous artists uh, just everything in art in general we do a main art project for the class we have these fun exercises where we'll, where we will walk like our favorite color can you imagine that so how do you walk like blue? How do you walk like blue? So, you know, if I, blue's not my favorite color. So I would look into the sky and okay. walk and, and just, I don't know, wave your hands towards the sky. Uh, now, I've seen guys do blue before. Uh, they did some water stuff or, you know, that something that uh, made you think of water. Or, what is your color? My color is yellow. Why yellow? Because it's, I like warm colors. So, and I, I like how I highlight when I paint with yellow. It's my trick. See, I see yellow and I automatically think of sunflowers. My mom was a diehard sunflower <laughs> fan and we had sunflowers all over the place. Yeah, Matter of that's... fact, in her coffin, we put sunflowers in there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So when I see yellow, I think sunflowers. It is a pretty flower. Yeah. Too. Um, but uh, I walk kind of like the sky thing, and I'll walk real slow, and I'll look up at the at the sun, and I'll rub my arms, and I'll go, "Wow, wow," you know. And and for some reason, they guess yellow. they they can guess yellow. So um, okay, I act like I'm being like I'm getting a suntan. If you, if you can imagine that, I don't know. So, <laughs> but no, we do, we do the fun exercises where we, we'll draw with our eyes closed. We'll, uh, I'll ask the group to, to draw the speed of sound without, you know, uh, just draw it. Right. So, wow. Um, we had, uh, we had, we had a group in Minnesota that was really good that one of our fun exercises was to draw three masks, one of your, with an expression of you uh, in a crowd, one of you uh, with your family, and then one of you alone, right? So, okay. And we talk about our internal dialogue, et cetera, uh, later on. But a, a gal did one of kind of a smile in a crowd, less of a smile with a family and crying and in tears when she's by herself so and and the 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 reason why we do that is to is to you know eventually when we would like to just be this one person right you know i instead of uh being different people it's it would just be easier to be genuine and be be yourself so you know so anyway um do you like being by yourself kurt i do right now see i i love it i love being by myself i really do i don't say that in front of the wife but i do enjoy being by myself <laughs> But the second thing we do in Art Inside Out, we do three things. The second thing we do is we go over some of the writings that I've written. 
about art and life. So art imitates life, they say, and uh, I believe that to be true. I came across uh, these words that are the same in, in art and in life. So when I teach art, a lot of people expect to do this wonderful you know, painting in their first try, right? So I use the word sufficiency, and I and I say sufficiency. Sufficiency, right? Okay. Sufficiency means having enough, basically. So, so I tell them that that hey, you you know, this painting that you want to do, you know, this perfect painting uh, is not going to happen. You know, that's not a category you want to be in when you're learning to do, to do art. This area of perfection, you know, I well, I got to get it done in the first. Nor another area you don't want to be in is is the lack of effort. Right. And that's uh, where you say you want to be an artist, but you don't have any materials. You don't take lessons and all that stuff. You just say you want to be an artist. So in between that. Isn't is, that the same as lazy? Yeah. Lack of effort, lazy uh, or just, uh, you know, wasting time. OK. OK. <laughs> so uh, but the area you want to be in when you're learning art is the area of sufficiency. And that's where, you know, you're giving it a lot of effort. You're seeing results. You're progressing. And you can see down the road that you may not have this perfect painting, which is. Perfection is kind of a fantasy anyway. I mean, you know, it's the flaws in a painting that are intriguing. and, and Okay, it, okay. So uh, that's the area you want to be in. So what I do, Terry, is I say, isn't that how life is, right? Sufficiency. So if you can imagine wanting perfection all the time or wanting to look like a model or or as handsome as you are, or whatever. So uh, that's a, um, <laughs> called a lie. That's, that's called a lie. Um, you know, that's not an area you want to be in life. Uh, cupidity, where you're always wanting more. Nor is is the area of lack of effort, where you're just settling for a job that you don't really want to be at, and you know you're just kind of you know moseying along. But so the area in life for me is the area of sufficiency, and that's where I know I'm putting in enough effort. You know, I'm seeing results. It's taken a while, but uh, I'm seeing results. So. Anyway, I've got a bunch of those writings, maybe 40 of those writings about, you know, problem solving and and that kind of thing. So there's that connection, that parallel that I saw when I was when I was making a transformation to change. So and I noticed that I was always making my art better while I was making my life better. And there's there's some things that are similar there, too. So like what? Well, just, you know, a lot of. You know, you know, the word sufficiency, using the word sufficiency, I noticed that uh, when I was you know, teaching art, you know, and, and, and trying to encourage folks to to not think of perfection and that sort of thing. Problem solving is another thing. Uh, when you do a painting, there's always these moving around of things. You know, I, I, I like the tree there, but eh, I think I'm going to put it over here. And then so you, then you might even move back. But at some point you go, ah, that's where I want it. Well, it's kind of how life is for me. You know, I just, you know, 25 years of putting the tree in the wrong spot, you know, and then finally, uh, you know, I, I put it where I, where I want it. Do you have Encourage. times, I'm sorry, I mean, um, but do you have times when, when you're doing your, your drawings and then you look at that and you think, you know what, I'm done. I don't want to add anything more to this. I'm done. This is exactly what I wanted. Very important to know when to stop. I have a problem of not stopping. I was going to say, how do you know when to stop? Well, you know, it can get pretty uh, confusing after a while, uh, you know, with all the stuff uh, that I put into it. I wish I could show some of my real busy art. but uh, And then the frames, you know, the frames will tell you to stop. That's I have this thing with frames, uh, you know, or, or the size of the paper. You know, you're going along and you're having this wonderful time. You're going to create this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden, the edge of the paper shows up. 
and Mr. Frame has to come in and put his frame around it. Yeah. So, Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night with an idea? Of course, yeah. And think, there's, oh, I've got to put this on paper. There's so many, and I write it down. There's so many things uh, that that uh, that that happens there. The third thing we do in Art Inside Out is is we have a, a discussion and a conversation about these words that we we know and that we've learned a long time ago, but we don't discuss them enough. And so we talk about family, we talk about respect, we talk about trust, we talk about forgiveness, we talk about sincerity. We talk about just all these all these words that we we think we know about, but we don't discuss. We don't sit around and talk about forgiveness, right? And what does it mean? What it means, and how how can it benefit you, and how it can benefit others? So, um, and I write my words down, and then I have the participants uh, uh, write some things down and, and uh, tell us what they think. So, how big are your classes? I've got an event coming up on the thirtieth at the ADX in Portland, and uh, we will have probably 16. That's all we can fit in with the six-foot COVID restriction thing. Okay. So I'll be wearing a mask as well. So, you know, so uh, there's that. And But I've had 20 students in classes. I think we can take more. But my, my plan is to, to, is to package. I have Art Inside Out 1, 2, and 3. But my the best one is the self-directed, I think, now, because you can do this program by yourself without an instructor. So I have empty pages for, for art where, you're, where you can draw in them and, and art lessons. The uh, connections between art and life that I wrote. And then we have the positive words at the end and where Q&As. Do the, and stuff. Where do the positive words at the end come from? From you or from your students? They come from me. So I'll ask them what their thoughts are on forgiveness, uh, for instance, and they'll, they'll write at least a paragraph. Yeah. So uh, do you tell your students your history? Do they know your background? I struggled with that for, for a while, but I, I do tell them. You know, I'm why because I want them to know where the program came from. I want them to know that it's effective because it was vetted through a state, you know, a state uh, department of corrections said okay. You know, I just want to I want to be open and, and you're an open book. You're an open book. I really am because what I did is what I did. It's not who I am, and you know, I, I, I like to tell people that. So, and then I have this empirical knowledge for the program. This program is really about me and my change. I don't have material knowledge. I didn't go to school. I don't have an art therapy degree. But I'd rather have a guy that has played football on my team than some guy that has studied football but never played it. So I wish I had more college stuff. But uh, but anyway, the uh, it, uh, I'd like to just say uh, that uh, Melanie, Sophie, and Will, are my folks in Cincinnati, are are my inspiration a lot. Julie Hooker, who's, who's in uh, Minnesota, is, mm-hmm. is great. Then I have Lance at Heritage Farms and Janine, Doug and Marsha, uh, Aunt Betty, Sherry, of course, and my family, and Blue at ADX. Uh, right. I gotta put this. Need to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more with Kirk in just a moment. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. 
Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6992. Don Lule Homes. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We are back with our final few minutes. Boy, where did this hour go? Uh, my guest is Kirk Charlton, who is uh, an artist. And you started drawing a picture, uh, a drawing of me here. A really handsome guy. Yeah. Uh, well, let's not get carried away here. And we'll get into that a little bit later on here as we finish up our final few minutes there. Finish a little bit about the AIO. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm, I'm picking up on your lingo here now, AIO. AIO, yeah, right. AIO, right, right. Right, the lexicon of, uh, of the, yeah. So, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, AIO uh, is, is my is my brainchild, I guess, if you want to call it. And it is effective. It's, uh, well, it's an evidence-based program, and I'm so fortunate to have it. We have a big event on the 30th of this month, October 30th. From noon to three, uh, we'll be doing a group, uh, our first public group, and they will be, uh, so they, they need to sign up ahead of time. Uh, it's not something that you want to crash in on or something, right, but right. I would love uh, a lot of interest for that. Uh, like I say, these, this program is, uh, it it makes the connection. So you can have all the material knowledge in the world, but, but it would, or in programs, you could have all this material, but if you don't make the connection, the material's worth is worthless. So we use art as a vehicle to get to your true self and make that connection. And it, it's it's amazing. Plus, everybody loves art. I don't know anybody that doesn't, but I don't want to know, know them. But um, do yeah. you ever have any models? I, I don't. I don't mean gorgeous women, but I mean just somebody that will model for you that says, "Hey." Draw me. I've done it before. I can do realism. Uh, but my big thing right now is I've been doing a lot of character drawings. You know, the big head, small body right. uh, type thing. I've been doing it for uh, events. Uh, I just I was just at an event Thursday at the Erickson Gallery in Portland uh, where I drew the, the person that put on the event uh, in front of a, a group of people. Mm-hmm. A little stressful, but uh, <laughs> there was a... Yeah, so that, that works out great. And I can have you doing whatever you want to do, you know speaking in a microphone or whatever right, so. right so yeah yeah i like uh, drawing people you know so all right you um you also write kids books what is that all about man i'm telling you they're they're just great a jack books. of all trades aren't you yeah I, I at some point i'll the benefits will, will be coming in but no they're great books they're they're my i want to be series by kirk charlton uh you can go to Am- amazon is where they're at i want to I, be i want to be a I'm sorry. I want to I be want, a radio announcer. Want to be a radio announcer? We got to do that one. Um, but I, right now we have five out. I have five out. I want to be a uh, marine biologist. I want to be a jazz musician. Okay. I want to be a soccer player. I want to be an archaeologist, and I want to be an artist. Is my favorite one. So. Well, you're kind of all over the place with those. Well, the reason why is I think kids want 
books that do not always say, hey, you know, be a doctor or, or be a fireman or, you know, be a nurse and that sort of thing. Because, you know, my daughter wanted to be a paleo- paleontologist when she was eight, and I couldn't even spell the word. word I but, have no clue what that is. Well, you know, it's archaeologist area okay, and stuff okay. like that. So, um, but she, uh, yeah, she's changed her mind since. But anyway, so I, I thought I would do a, kind of a serious occupation with I want to be a marine biologist. Now, the books uh, talk about marine biologists and where you go to school and how you become one. So they're very educational. And then and then they talk about and then we talk, we have a little adversity in each. You know, there's a little challenge, a little problem that gets resolved at the end. The artwork's good, and I got guys doing or I got girls doing what maybe guys typically do. You know, just kind of, you know, instead of the, the you know, they're diverse and and so you know they're just they're just really good books. Artwork's good too. Interesting. Yeah. Now, where do you where do you do your research for? I want to be a, a plumber or something. Where, where do you get your research? <laughs> well, uh, I wrote these while I was incarcerated. Okay. And uh, so my Google, my uh, my uh, search engine was the uh, American uh, Encyclopedia. Weren't they the best? They were the best. They got to the point there weren't a million options that I didn't want to think about or hear about. And yeah, they were. And these, I think they were from the 80s, the books that we had. Well, I I remember as growing up in the 60s, World Book. Yeah, was World what Book. They were. My mom had a whole collection of World Book. Yeah, I know. God, I haven't thought of them in years now. Yeah. But that's, that's, and you know, we never had internet or anything like that. And if you wanted to find something, you go over to the World Book Encyclopedia and you pop open a page and you can read all about it. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, I had to get a little, you know, more up to date on a couple things, you know, so I'd ask my family on the street to look up a couple things, but, you know, more contemporary uh, than, than what they have in the World Books. But I found it to be, it's, I got a formula for it and, you know, I'm not a, great writer but for kids uh you know i can get my my message across and and uh they're all 20 pages long all the same and uh so they're not they're not big books then you have to sit there and read forever and ever and ever no no they're very visual they're you know a lot of art and uh so i'm I'm gonna kind of reframe them now i i don't particularly care about the design i want to do that uh typical artist never satisfied are you uh always can make it better Sufficiency. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good. Now, are, these are available on Amazon, you're saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, Amazon. You just go to, just get, plug my name in there, and uh, yeah, they're there. Amazon uh, is, is the way that I can publish now. Anyway, yeah. So. Where do you want to see yourself in five years? Other Where? than being back here bothering me. Well, I, I, I would love to come back here in 10 years and bother you. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, where, where am I going to live? I, I love Oregon, uh, but I see myself as being kind of uh, having some people around me uh, uh, that help me get uh, the art stuff done, you know, the, the books and the program. But I think the program is going to bring in, it's going to make me a little bit secure. I got to say that uh, on the 30th, I have these four instructors. I have Janine, I have Melissa. I have Miguel and Alyssa. If I get another Alyssa, Alyssa. in there somewhere, somewhere I'm going to get lost. But yeah, yeah, go go and see the uh, Instagram TV for my. Uh, uh, you got to uh, get on the ADX and follow the ADX uh, uh, Art Design Exchange in Portland, and then you can see my 45 minute uh, video of me showing my art and talking about the program. What's yeah, your, gotta, what is your website? My website is Kirk Charlton dot com 
No. No, it's not. It's not? Okay. <laughs> Kirk Charlton Arts. There you go. Gosh. And why do you I know. know it and you don't? I don't know. Uh, it's Kirk <laughs> Charlton Arts, all one word with all an right. S at the end of Arts. And if somebody wanted to send you an email, it's? Please do. It's Kirk Charlton Arts at gmail.com. Dot com. Good. Hey, it is always a pleasure. I love having you in here because you've told me from day one I can ask you anything I want. And sometimes I get a little bit nosy, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you're great. Um, but I would I would love to have you come back again because I, I just enjoy talking to you. And you, uh, uh, maybe next time you come back, you can finish that sketch of me. Oh, yeah. I'll have it for you when I give you your chair. So. <laughs> All righty, my friend. You doing okay now? I'm doing great. I just uh, I'm struggling a little bit with, uh, you know, putting all everything together. Sure. The internet and getting on the phone. Uh, the other day I got a text. I was talking on the phone. Somebody was talking to me. And I got an email all at the same time. And I almost exploded. So, <laughs> Well, just to let you know, I've only known you for, like I say, about a year now. And I'm extremely proud of what you're doing. And uh, I heard that. I heard that. You're just, you're doing an awesome job. Stay in there, man. Stay in there. Yeah, I'll always be genuine with you. And so. anytime you want to come back, you're welcome to come back here. I love chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. All right, bring back some of your art next time. I want to see some of that stuff. Sure. All sure. right. Thanks, sir. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.